the mighty 10. Eli Manning is retiring after 16 seasons with the New York Giants. We salute the two-time Super Bowl champion and future Hall of Famer and give an ode to Eli with a writer that has covered him his entire career, Steve Serby. We also hear from Eli's former teammate Brandon Jacobs and diehard Eli and Giants fan Linda Cohn. All that and more next on a thank you Eli edition of Blue Rush with the New York Post. And he takes the snap. Back to throw. Under pressure. Avoid barrage. And he's going to fight out of it. Still fights out of it. Now throws it deep downfield. Tyree who makes the catch. At the 22 yard line. What a play by Manning. Manning takes the snap. Looks left. Pops it left. First is wide open. Touchdown Giants. In the left corner of the end zone. Touchdown. The New York Giants are the Super Bowl 42 champions. They knock off the mighty Patriots. 17-14. Manning back to throw. He zips one to the left of the end zone. Touchdown, Giants. Mario Manningham. Snap is low. Kick on its way. It's got the distance, and it is good. And Lawrence Tynes has done it again. He's kicked the Giants to the second Super Bowl in four years. Brady needs one. Jump ball, and it's incomplete. And the ball game's over. And the Giants have won Super Bowl 46. And Eli Manning and the Giants have finished off the Patriots in the Super Bowl for the second time in four years. Kenny is going to come into the ball game to replace Eli Manning. Close it out. He gets a big hug and a standing ovation here at MetLife Stadium. So many thrills for Giants fans. All the fourth quarter comebacks. Hi, Eli. This is Linda Cohn from ESPN. I just want to tell you, thank you. Uh, I know you may know this already, but I always kid that I'm president of your fan club. I'm the biggest Giants fan out there, but I think I'm a bigger fan of yours. You're one of my all-time favorites. I can't thank you enough for being just the most incredible person on and off the field that you are. The Giants were lucky to have you. That is for sure. Um, I'm happy you've made the best decision for you and your family, but I'm also kind of sad because I already miss you. Um, I have three different jerseys of yours, uh, one of the uh, Super Bowl jersey in my closet. I will still wear them proudly, uh, but there never will ever be someone again like you, um, and you are awesome. And the next steps you'll take will be right into Canton for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, in which you deserve. So once again, thank you so much, Eli. You are loved. Welcome, welcome to Blue Rush, a New York Giants podcast with the New York Post. I'm your host, Jimmy Phelan. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. Steve Serby, Brandon Jacobs, and Linda Cohn join the emergency podcast today. Now let's talk some Eli. The Mighty Ten, Eli Manning, holding a press conference tomorrow at MetLife Stadium, Jake Brown. And uh, if, if it sounds like I'm parsing words right now, this is an emotional moment for me. It's not every day we shut down the whole city to salute a 500 quarterback. I kid, and I want to punch everybody in the face right now no time who's wasting our time with, oh, is, 
is, you know, we're reading these think pieces, but is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? Eli Manning is the model professional, the consummate pro, the industry standard, the one you could only pray your kids would turn out to be remotely like. The class, the work ethic, the humble nature, the team-first attitude. Eli Manning is part of a, a bygone generation, Jake Brown. He really is. And people want to look at just, oh, he's a two-time Super Bowl champion, what he did in the two games. Look what he did leading up to those games. Look at the uh-huh. four other playoff but, appearances. But of course, but made. let's jump in, you and me, because you make this point a lot. You, yeah. People say this to you. They it's say, frustrating. They, but you they see say, it all over Twitter. But, but what do they say? Again, the, there's a word in there that drives me crazy. When people say, not you, but people, they go, oh, he's just a two-time Super Bowl. How many people would sell their scrotum to be just a one-time Super Bowl it's champion? It's so hard to do, and, and we see tell, guys who have never won Tell Dan Marino that he's just a two-time Super yeah. Bowl champion. Tell Phillip Rivers he's just a two. Tell Andy Reid right now, who could be just a one-time champion a week from now. Eli Manning is – get that out of the way first and foremost. Obviously, he's a Hall of Famer up, down, and sideways. If he's not, they shouldn't have a Hall of Fame. Um, it's uh, You could tell me about his regular season performances, but the bottom line is we judge quarterbacks based on what they do on the big stage, and he was a guy that elevated his performance every time. Dare I say, Jeterian, as, as, as Michael Kay would use to describe Derek Jeter. Um, so there's that. But what we really need to talk about, because that's just silly pettiness, is we got to celebrate Eli today. Eli is, as we know, as you were telling me, when he got drafted, you were very young, Jake Brown. I was a 13-year-old using my Mordecai $10,000 bar mitzvah money to hit the, <laughs> to hit the Connecticut bowling alleys and, and movie theaters and sports memorabilia card shows. You know, I'll say it later in an ode I have to Eli and, and as he took me through my life. But from 13 to now on February 5th, by the way, you know, send your cards now if you want um, to the New York Post. Uh, 13 to 29. I mean, two different worlds for me doing this, talking about it versus at 13, being a fan like in, in mom's basement, yeah. watching these games and watching him take over for a future Hall of Famer and Kurt Warner and thinking, oh, I don't know if this guy's going to be good or not. Can he to the next year, his first year starting, he like goes to the playoffs mm-hmm. and he has a tremendous first full season. He ends up making six playoff appearances. He, he makes Tom Coughlin one of the great coaches ever in that run that he had with them. And just everything from top to bottom. You mentioned the, the class personified, a Walter Payton man of the year. And I don't think that can get overlooked. Him on and off the field, how good of a person he was, how good of a leader he was. That, that has to be part of the Hall of Fame discussion. And also, Jimmy, we can't overlook the fact that he always played. Always. The only time he did not was when Uber XL driver Ben McAdoo <laughs> took him out for Geno Smith. They promoted him? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he has, his hair was looking so good. They the, said, yeah, the you're better thing, for X. The only X. thing Ben McAdoo should have took Eli out for was Geno's pizza. Yeah. On the road in Chicago. They don't even trust him for Uber helicopters because yeah. he'll make that thing crash. Yeah. So I don't think that can be overlooked when it comes to Eli that – 16 games every year in an era where we see so many guys get injured and sit out for reasons. My back hurts. My knee hurts. There were times where this guy probably hurt. He oh, got man. his sack. He we, got sacked his fair share of times. We've seen that line before. And yeah. he always went out there, Jimmy. He was yeah. always the consummate professional. He, and he started. He had that ridiculous stretch where he just kept playing. Mm-hmm. And the only time he wasn't was because of dumb coaching and a horrible offensive line, a bad team around him. So uh-huh. you can't put all the blame on him for that no, struggle. No, uh, Listen, Eli's listen, going to the Hall of Fame, yeah. and you're not. Yeah, so stop exactly. yelling that he's uh, – Eli no, shouldn't be in the – 
don't waste my time with these dumb think pieces today. I know yeah. they're getting written right now. There's so many stupid semantical debates that happen in sports. I just want to acknowledge this, too. Derek Jeter right this week gets nominated to the Hall of Fame. We're all yelling about whether or not it should have been unanimous. Do you remember in Major League when they're arguing about a home run and they're like, who gives a crap? It's gone. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Derek Jeter. Who gives a crap? He's in. And that's the point about Eli. You can tell me about regular season and this and that and completion percent. Who gives a crap? He's going to the Hall of Fame. He won two Super Bowls. And what's comical, that is the be-all, end-all metric. Well, what's comical is Joe Namath is in the Hall of Fame. And let me just tell you the two key stats. Oh, man. 173 touchdowns, 220 interceptions. Did you hear that? 220. 220. 220. By he the numbers. 50 more, almost 50 more picks by, than touchdowns. By the, the numbers. By the numbers. Mark Sanchez is a better quarterback than Joe Namath. I mean, you so can if you're going to make that. this argument about the regular season, if that's the argument you want to make to to leverage Eli out of the hall, then prepare to pull Namath out and put Mark Sanchez in because he didn't throw twice as many interceptions as touchdowns. That's how stupid People this is. Have this but vendetta because he's not a top five regular season quarterback. Blah blah blah. So what? Yeah, two titles, two Super Bowl MVPs. Mm-hmm. Go to hell again. Yes, thank you. Is Derek Jeter a Top five uh, major league regular season baseball player, probably never in his career, except one. You know, he finished in the top 10 in MVP ballot voting a few times. But the bottom line is when it mattered, when the money was on the table, he elevated his game. But I think what today should be about is we're giving too much airtime to these bozos, Jake Brown. We're very delicate right now. We are. Let's take a breath. Really. Let's hug it out. Let's calm it down. We got the stress ball. Let's let's I feel rub like we it. We need out. a moment of silence for Eli too. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, the people like listening would love that. They're like, yeah, do it, just do it. I don't want to hear you guys anymore. Um, <laughs> my my Eli moments, obviously, because I'm a Super Bowl guy. Um, the first win against New England in what is arguably the two best Super Bowls I've ever watched happened to be the Giants in both of them. You could make a case for the third because I would say the Super Bowl I enjoyed the most in my life. It's the year they beat the Bills, 1991. That's the Whitney Houston Super Bowl down in Tampa. Wide right, Scott Norwood, Lewis Anderson. Even, I wasn't even born. You weren't even born. February 5th, that, was on, that probably happened. Fell that was on our show. That was yeah. the back end of the of the Jeff Hostetler run where Leonard Marshall killed Joe Montana. These are all po- guests we've had on the show, by we the way. some great guests. Yeah, go back and look at our archives, by the way. We, yeah. we really do have some heat. But, 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 but in terms of the two best Super Bowls of this generation, Eli Manning quarterbacked both of them, beat mm-hmm. the Patriots twice, two times when no one gave the Giants a chance, which was so funny because having beaten the Patriots three years earlier, when they got back together a second time, people still didn't think he was going to win the game. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he made the clutch throws that quarterbacks get paid to make. And uh, that's all that matters. And, and, and those are the things I'll take with me. That, the work ethic, which we've both mentioned, and, you know, I have a kid, and, and I, I wish I could somehow instill what was inside of Eli Manning and my kid, but it's unteachable. He had a drive that others don't have. If we had it, we wouldn't look the way we do. And it's more than just, like, the Tyree play, that whole drive. I remember I was 17 in Connecticut in a friend's basement at a party. We had two TVs. One was upstairs. One was down. And I think theirs was ahead and ours was behind, so we would hear the celebration upstairs when we were downstairs. And I remember on the Tyree play, I, I don't remember like what I had for lunch yesterday, but I remember this memory because it's these kind of things uh-huh. that you, you take with you for the rest of your life, is when Tyree makes that catch, it was a basement, so there was a shorter ceiling. I, and I'm a tall guy, so I, I think I put my hand in the air to celebrate. I put my fist in the air, my fingers in the air or something. I almost broke a finger because my finger – like I almost went – my. Jeez. Fist through the ceiling Jake because Brown. I celebrated. That was such a 
unreal play, how he avoided five sacks. The long pull of the jersey oh, is an iconic yeah. image. And you know, Patriots fans, a friend of mine will always say, there was a hold there, there was a hold. No, I was like, there also could have been a horse collar when you ripped his jersey yeah, off. Yeah, let's relax So now. it's more than that play. It's the Manningham play as well. It's the whole drive to the throw to Plaxico, Plaxico. wide open in the end zone. Uh, it's it's the defense and the Brady Hail Mary that could have been that could have changed. Oh, things. could you imagine? And the next drive, they still had time. People forget they still had like forty seconds, thirty seconds. I gave it a to go. Score. But the Giants were too much man uh, in more ways than one. They beat him up at the line of scrimmage, and they had Eli Manning, the mighty ten, who got us to the promised land two times. So if you're a Giant fan right now, you're listening to this show. We're gonna bring on Steve Serby. We're gonna talk it out. We're gonna hear from a couple of players. Jake has an ode to Eli that he's gonna share shortly. Uh, but but today is a day to celebrate just how fortunate we've been. Because sports fans, more than anybody else, are the ultimate prisoners of the moment. Mm -hmm. And everybody gets so worked up about how bad the last couple of giant years have been. But our reality is phenomenal compared to most franchises. Again, look at the Jets. And listen, I, I people hate on me for this, but I also root for the Jets, and it is a tough life. The Giants have given me the only happiness in my life, and I, I understand the hate. You do all you want, but we I— got to chip in and get you a woman at some point. I, this is getting sad. Yeah. This is really starting to bum me out now. Listen, I was a kid who didn't curse, listened to clean versions of rap songs, and wore sweatpants to school every day. I owned one pair of jeans wow. that I only wore in fifth grade of the talent show when I was singing Yankee Doodle Dandy well, I wish between you. acts and my opera voice, and I wish there was video because it would go viral well, of that. If only you dressed that good now man be a whole different show whole different trajectory listen i'm learning from the best you with your your oh. your, your blazers listen, from the, uh, the nordstrom rack i here. wear loud clothes because i'm on tv and i don't know what i'm talking about so the yeah. trick is i can the attest to that the less stop it but the, no for real the louder you dress the more credible it makes you look people are like oh this guy must be on top of it look at this jacket it's and, all a confidence and scheme. even on that fact you know mm -hmm. i was never like the camera no. dresser he would just show up in a suit and tie to post games always address the media Serby mentioned it. He was great to the media. He never had a problem. You know, his answers weren't always like the, the yeah. top, page six or top of the news. No. It was very common. It wasn't and a colorful quote. Even the interviews he did with Frances every week was monotonous. It was him saying the same thing. But that's also what made him great. Never threw Odell under the bus when no. he easily could have multiple oh, times. When Odell basically threw could've him threw, under the bus. Could have threw him under the boat. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, no, class guy. He always was terrific with the media, and that's something that a lot of these people who vote these guys in, they take with them to the grave. They say, you know, he was always good with his time with me. If I needed a story, he would talk to me. It might not give you the most clicks, but his professionalism is something that we can't overlook. We can all strive to be a little more like Eli Manning. Well, it wouldn't be a Giants party without the bell of the ball, so let's bring in Steve Serby. We're talking, Eli, and we're happy to have you on. Um, where do you start with a guy like Eli Manning? We know what he's accomplished, uh, but is there something that just jumps out at you when you hear that name? When I think of Eli, I think of a gentleman. Uh, I think of a guy that's won two Super Bowl championships. I think of Ernie Acorsi making that draft day trade with the Chargers and answering questions about, well, did you give up too much? And I said from day one, I said, no, if you have a conviction on a guy and you think this is a guy that can bring championships home to New York, you make you make the you make the move. And and Ernie Acorsi will be at the press conference on Friday uh, being a, a proud papa or, as he told me, a proud grandpa. Now, uh, Ernie is 78 now. Eli is 39. Of course, Eli will be there with his family, his wife, his four kids. He was just a, a, a young pup, 
I think he was engaged when he was drafted in 2004. But I think of all those things, I think of the Hall of Fame. I think uh, I'm not sure he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And I think of 210 straight starts uh, without missing a game, um, which is incredible. You look at the guy and he looks, he's a skinny six foot four guy. And you wonder how the hell he survived 16 years of, of pounding, especially behind that Giants offensive line. So I think about all those things. Well, those are great things. I think, uh, you know, the Eli to me, it's very apropos that this happens in the same week Derek Jeter goes to the Hall of Fame because they're both guys who kind of made their name by expanding their performance uh, when it mattered the most as playoff guys. You know, playoff Eli, I guess, is the guy I'll, I'll focus on, Serby, because he was the guy who brought us the two titles and certainly elevated his game uh, when it mattered. You know, and, and I think of those throws to Manningham and, and certainly to Tyree in the Super Bowl ahead of that one. Uh, and, and, of course, the Plaxico Burris toss, which was incredible, which the Giants might have won two in a row if they didn't literally shoot themselves in the foot the next year. Jimmy, don't forget the performances leading up to that, too, because mm. I think a lot of people want to overlook the two wins in Green Bay, one of them yeah. in the frozen tundra, Cold. the win in San Francisco on the road in the NFC Championship crushing the Falcons at home in that first round. I mean, winning in Dallas. I mean, they, they had went road, on the road wins in the first one. They were the sixth seed. Yeah. So don't forget about those. Yeah, we would never. Uh, but the Super Bowls are the ones we uh, grade these guys on, and that's where he was at his best. And, uh, you know, it's like for Giant fans, we're going through this period now because it's almost like the Eli retirement already happened. And we had this weird dream that he came back and started a game a few weeks ago. But I do like these moments when we can kind of pull up stocks and, and, and kind of reflect on what's been done. Because, you know, we've had a bad couple of years, but can you name a franchise that wouldn't trade the last 10 or 12 years we've had? I mean, in, when we're talking about two Super Bowls, Serby? Uh, well, how about the Jets? <laughs> I was just going to say that. I threw you an alley-oop, Serby, is what I did. But that's what I mean. It's like Giant fans get down, but, I mean, we've had it so good because of this guy. You know, the Chiefs, it's been 50 years for the G Chiefs, but unfortunately it's now been 51 for the Jets. So uh, I, Jet fans may uh, may see hope with the Chiefs making the Super Bowl, but then again, they're Jet fans, and of course they won't see hope. <laughs> they're long-suffering Jet fans. They might see a, a stripper named Hope at Satin Dolls in New Jersey. You don't know. You don't know, sir. Yeah. You know, right. Personal <laughs> friend of yours, right? <laughs> no comment on that one, Serby. Uh, but listen to me. Uh, I, I look at, at the state of this today, and I, I thank the Giants for having this big event uh, Friday because Eli, if anybody deserves it, it's this guy. He was the model player that you want your kid to be. He was the guy who played the game with class. He didn't blow up his teammates in the press. He didn't throw his helmet and undermine his coach. He just showed up and did the job. He's the model citizen, as they say, the industry standard. And it's something I, I you know, it won't get lost. You know, you're going to hear a lot about it over the next couple of days. But I want to make sure I get my two cents in on that. Because we play now in such a look-at-me generation. Uh, it's not really a team-first generation so much as a wreck Instagram generation. You know, build my brand generation. Well, Eli Manning's brand was consistency and hard work. And even if you're not a football player, even if you're not a, you know, you, you don't care about football, there's something uh, in what he did that is valuable for all of us, and that's just shut up and work harder. And that's the model uh, we should all be embracing. Well, he, yes. And um, in your case, it's just shut up. Yeah, yeah, I but, know there's a lot of that. <laughs> but look, he was, he was the Giants' Derek Jeter. Yep. We've said that for years and years and years. You never, we never saw him on page six, did we? No. 
<laughs> Even though he almost made it there with that game of flip cup with Daniel Jones yeah. out in Hoboken a few weeks ago, but that was as close as he came. That w- that's right. But but he was class all the way. First guy in the building, last one to leave. His teammates revered him. And I was talking to Ernie, of course, the other day, and uh, he told me, you know, he never threw a teammate under the bus. He never made a disparaging mark about a teammate. Um, only only returning fire in the case of uh, Tiki Barber once when when Tiki accused his leadership of being comical. Uh, and then Tiki backtracked on it. But anyway, that's another story. But uh, look, he was the pride of the Giants. He was the ultimate Giant. And I can tell you from dealing with him that there isn't a quarterback in today's NFL uh, or even yesterday's NFL who was as gracious and accessible and cordial and as much of a gentleman as Eli was. If you needed something on a Friday and some guys, they, they talk one day a week. Eli, you could always, he didn't mind. He he would talk to you and he would be polite whenever you needed something. And he affected, he touched everyone in that building. And there'll be tears Friday when, when Eli says goodbye because he impacted a lot of lives inside that Giants facility on uh, 1925 Giants Drive. Wow. I'm in tears just thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, we're getting... Serby's getting me emotional. Like, do we have a Kleenex we're, sponsor we're, yet? Because we're singing Wind Beneath My Wings over here, Serby. I, I think, Serby, <laughs> a lot of people need to be, you know, put a muzzle on, tape their mouth shut about how mediocre some regular seasons were for Eli Manning. The argument is that he was never a top-five quarterback. Some even would argue that top ten. They say it was just the two Super Bowls that are getting him in. Tell those <laughs> people to shut up and tell them, why Eli is a Hall of Famer, and maybe not first ballot, like you said, but easily a shoe in Hall of Famer. Well, Hall of Famers are clutch, correct? Eli was more clutch than his brother Peyton. Eli won two Super Bowls. The only other quarterback to win two Super Bowls and not be in the Hall of Fame is Jim Plunkett. But, but Plunkett was not there every day. Every time there was a game scheduled, Eli Manning was playing whether he had a bad shoulder that he probably shouldn't have played with against the Packers at home, or he had plantar fasciitis, whatever the word is. Uh, he, he played when others would not have played. He was always there for his team, always there for his teammates. And in the biggest moments, he played his biggest. And 210, you know, that 210 game streak would have, would, would have still gone to the very end until Daniel Jones arrived, if uh, Ben McAdoo and Jerry Reese and John Mara hadn't decided that Geno Smith was a better idea to start <laughs> in oh, Oakland. Man. Still pissing me off. Geno, yeah, Geno Smith and his glass they didn't jaw. They didn't go to the rookie. They went to Geno Smith. Like, come them. on, Davis Webb me. at least. Good guy, guy's most famous contribution to the league was getting punched in the jaw in the locker room. My goodness. But uh, Yeah, but don't, and don't forget also, and don't forget also that that one lost record is also a I know we judge quarterbacks by wins and losses, but he was playing behind an often horrific offensive line over the last few years. That that draft of uh, Eric Flowers uh, as his left tackle for three years certainly didn't help. <laughs> Any of the coaching change? I mean, I know they made the playoffs once with McAdoo, but after that, McAdoo was garbage, and then Shermer was garbage. And you also had Odell Beckham and all that. That frustrated one Beckham got here. I think it's became such a huge distraction, not to mention, like you said, the offensive line. 
it changed a lot of things with the coaches and the different players and the egos going around. It made Eli's life a lot more difficult once that uh, Coughlin era ended. And then, of course, so and also so did Father Time. Let's give Father Time his due, too. Eli was certainly not the same quarterback towards the end. Eli is, a, you know, a statue. He's Eli is not built for this modern-day NFL, as we've seen with Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson. So, you know, it, it, Father Tom played it. Father Time played a role in Eli's demise as well, as it, as Father Time always does. Ask ask Jimmy. Yeah, oh, listen, hasn't caught up to you, Serby. Uh, you look good, great for 91. Uh, but but listen to me, man. Serby's going to be in the building today. We, <laughs> I, get, we get to finally see. You've, you've that, met him. I've never actually I, met Steve. Yeah, Serby. I've I, I've met Serby, which is uh, I, it's the first time I was on the set of Dateline. I had never been there before, <laughs> but there he was There's getting no chased out of the house. Yeah, it was a whole to do. Uh, but Serby, yeah. yeah, this is exciting. I, I understand the paparazzi's already out front. I thought Harry Six is here. Actually. Yeah, I thought Harry and Megan were coming, but it turns out it's some guy Serby. I was like, oh, OK. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll be wearing a disguise for that reason. Yeah, <laughs> Serby. Uh, we're excited to see. I got my Jimmy Fallon mask ready. Yeah, you better. Uh, listen, nobody, man. Will, nobody will recognize me. This is like Mission Impossible, <laughs> where he's rocking the mask of different people and they pull it off. It's like, oh, it's actually Steve Serby, it's not Jimmy. The masked Serby. That's a good game show. We wow. got to pitch that. But Serby, this was epic. Thank you, man. Thanks. See you guys. Thank you, Eli. Thank you for 16 years of class personified. Thank you for the two Super Bowl titles that you brought, Big Blue, and not just those two rings but two against the GOAT, Tom Brady. You stopped the almighty Patriots from a 19-0 season and the potential of eight Super Bowl championships. You avoided numerous sacks as your jersey was being ripped off and made a throw to David Tyree that will live in sports lore as one of the great plays ever. Thank you for the tremendous performances that people tend to forget about leading up to the Super Bowl. The three straight road wins as a sixth seed in the magical 2008 run in Tampa, in Dallas, and then overtime in the frozen tundra, outplaying Brett Favre at Lambeau before taking down the previously 18-0 Pats. And then the blowout that I got to see in person in the Meadowlands against the Falcons, the second win in Green Bay, and the magical overtime win in San Francisco, leading up to the Manningham catch and that second ring over Bill Belichick. You gave us the Manning faces. You gave us memories for a lifetime. You made it through Ben McAdoo and his nonsensical decision to bench you for the atrocious Geno Smith, ending your 210-game streak starting without missing a single game. You made it through the debacle that was Pat Shermer. Many years with an offensive line that couldn't even block someone on Twitter if they tried. You always played. You always addressed the media. No matter win, loss, good game, bad game, you never faltered. You took over as Giants QB when I was just 13 years old. I was an innocent teenager rolling around in $10,000 in bar mitzvah money that would later be blown on a big sports memorabilia collection, a whole lot of sporting events, bowling, movie trips, lots of food, making me a chubby teenage boy. Your journey as the face of Big Blue has also been my journey through life. From a 13-year-old who didn't curse, who was a virgin, winning the first title of my life as a sports fan, just a week after my dad broke my heart and told me we were leaving Connecticut when that junior year of high school ended to move down south to an entirely different life in North Carolina. To graduating there, leading me to college away from my family at Hofstra, my first kiss, my first girlfriend, my first time having sex, my first beer, my first blunt, a second championship during college, 
my first time on the radio, my first time hosting podcasts, my run at CBS, and now part of the Blue Rush podcast and an executive producer with the New York Post. Elijah Nelson Manning, a two-time Super Bowl champion, a Walter Payton Man of the Year, an all-time great giant, an all-time person, and now a full-time dad. Next stop, we'll see you in Canton. Thank you, Eli. So we're celebrating the historic 16-year career of Eli Manning. And uh, who better to talk about it than a guy who won two Super Bowls with him on the New York Giants. Number 27, Brandon Jacobs, is returning triumphantly to Blue Rush. You were in those locker rooms with Eli. You were there for the big triumphs in both Super Bowls against the Patriots. What did Eli mean to that locker room? Uh, Eli meant the world to the locker room. Uh, the locker room wouldn't, wouldn't be the locker room without, you know, without uh, Elijah in it. And, uh, you, know, he's, he's, you know, he's a special guy, man. No question about it. Uh, you know, he's been a, a great teammate, uh, you know, a, a great brother to me throughout throughout all the years, man. And, and he's treated me with nothing but respect. And, and he's, a, he's a one hell of a guy, man. Had one hell of a career. You know, can't take the stuff he's done away from him. You know, he, 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 he you know he's a class act, man. And, and, and it's going to be hard for the NFL to come across another personality like him. That's what I was gonna. I was gonna ask you. Have you ever seen anybody who played the game with more class than Eli Manning? Never ever seen anybody play the game with more class than Eli. The thing I, I'm always fascinated by is how he was able to elevate his level of play on the biggest stages. Was that something you guys had confidence in when the playoffs came? Oh man, we had we had confidence in Eli every time we took the field. You know, times we lost, times we won. You know, times we came back from behind, times we got. You know, we gave up leads. You know, we were confident in them. You know, but he know. You know, in order to make that big game, you know, in order to get that big game, and you know, in that in that really big moment, you know, he he knew he needed to step up and make certain plays. You know, in order for us to be able to win the game, you know, and he did that. He delivered on that every time. Yeah. Well. There's a thing about sports where there are certain moments, however far ago they might be, that we can connect to. Like, you just remember them. It's something you'll never forget. Like, is there a moment on the field with Eli or in the locker room with Eli that you can immediately just go back to? It's something that always stuck with you. Making it to the Super Bowl. You know, I, 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 I remember the player, the player, the player meeting home. You know, and no one ever seen Eli being his leader. You know, because nobody ever really knew who he was, you know, outside of the dumb look that he gave you when he, you know, on Sunday, whether he threw an interception or threw a touchdown, he had the same demeanor, you know, the same manners. And so, um, no one knew him outside of that. You know, it was the guys in that locker room knew, knew he was he was a leader. Uh, he, you know, when, when he called that meeting, you know, for the team, it was that, I think it was a Tuesday morning. When everybody was off, we all went in, uh, met, talked about how important this moment was for us, how how important the moment was for the for the New York Giants organization. And he, he pretty much laid it on the line by telling us how much he loved all of us, you know, and how much he he he, he wouldn't rather be in this in this fight with nobody but his teammates. And let's go get us one. And he kind of had had us, you know, I kind of had me te- tearing up. 
one, one, one because of the situation he's playing in the Super Bowl is too man. He, he really got up there and said some stuff that that not a lot of people would have ever seen him saying, you know. And you know, for him to be in his fourth year, for him to be in his fourth year, uh, leading guys like Strahan, you know, getting up and having the balls to talk in front of guys like Strahan and Amani Toomer and guys like that who've been in the league for years, you know, uh, he had the balls to get up and, and, and let them know, let everybody know how he felt about his teammates, and, and, and you need to go get this one. Wow, and, and you got it, man. That's incredible. Yeah, I'm he was tearing up at that. At yeah, that we're story. gonna that we're was, gonna have to go. Great. Let's go get some Kleenex. Brandon <laughs> Jacobs, man. Seriously, we appreciate you being a friend of the show this year because it's been really valuable insight. I'll be there myself. Man. I'm, I'm, I'm catching a flight out here today to go to some watches press conference. Oh, that is awesome. dope. That, yeah. Oh, that's an awesome thing to know. All right, well, we'll be on the lookout for you. And thanks again for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Man. You guys have a good one. This next fella has kicked some of the most iconic field goals in Giants history. And uh, he also kicked our ratings up a notch when he joined us a few weeks ago. Lawrence Tynes returns to the show. Eli Manning in the locker room is is something we're all curious about because we don't get the chance to be there with him. Uh, Is there something about the way he goes about his business in the locker room that we don't see on the outside? No, I think what you see kind of is what is what you get. I mean, he, he is pretty cerebral daily. Uh, he, he had the same approach, to, you know, whether we were on a five-game win streak or a five-game losing streak. He just would never changed. And I, I've said this a hundred times. He's the most consistent person, personality I've ever been around in life. I mean, that, even today. Like, I, I've just never seen anyone more consistent than him. Now, where do you weigh in on his retirement? Are you one of the guys that's going to well up and cry, or are you going to call him up and, and bust his balls and give him a hard time? I'll probably do a little bit of both. I mean, uh, if, if I'm being honest, I mean, he, he he was obviously a part of a team that I was on that did a lot for, for me and my family, and obviously vice versa. It goes hand in hand. But, I mean, he, he's an iconic giant. I think he's the valedictorian, if you will, of that franchise. He's, he's, the, he's the best giant of all time. And I don't even think it's in a question. And Brandon Jacobs told us a, a cool little nugget about he how he almost teared up when Eli kind of pumped them up in the locker room before the Super Bowl. Do you have one favorite Eli memory that stands out besides the fact that you told the story that he has a beer guy in every stadium that he goes to and gets his beer from? Yeah, and, and some some giant – well, I can't think of the running back's name. He challenged me on that. Somebody said that that, that wasn't true. And I, I – what was that running back's name? Jennings, maybe? Rashad, Rashad, Jennings. Rashad Jennings? Oh, yeah, he do- came out publicly and said that it wasn't true. I'm like, dude, you weren't even on the team. <laughs> like, like, how do you know? And so I, I was kind of pissed off about that, but I moved on because it, it, I shouldn't have got mad because I like I knew it happened, but then he said publicly it didn't happen. It happened. The beef we never saw coming, true. Lawrence Times versus Rashad Jennings. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, he didn't know me. I wasn't on the team with him. Um, anyway, uh, but there's just too many. I mean, he, he was – he was just so humble, uh, win, lose, or draw. I mean, he's this iconic figure in New York. He, I don't really have one. I mean, he just was just, just you know, the San Francisco game of all the games we ever played really sticked out. And then, the you know, the Green Bay game in 07, just the, his toughness uh, and, you know, the, his availability. And he just kept, you know, plugging away, picking himself up. I mean, the, the picture of him in San Fran with his, his pads all screwed up and his those are the things you'll remember about about Eli Manning and, and kind of what he brought to the team. Yeah, man, he's an OG. He really is. Uh, first ballot Hall of Famer in my eyes. And you never played any flip cup with Eli, have you? You never got that opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I've 
I'm going to, yeah, we've been out. We, you know, we, uh, maybe not any flip cup, but, you know, as you guys saw in that video, when he goes out, I, I think that was kind of cool for, for everyone to see, and I'm glad someone did post that video because it, it shows another side to him. That's that's why we all adore him. And, you know, people don't really see that from the outside because they think here's this guy who just says the company lines at the press conferences. But that's Eli. That's who he is. He's fun. He's hilarious. He's quick-witted. And he goes out, and we'll go out, you know, you have a good time with him. He knows how to have a good time. And I'm I'm really glad maybe his wife's not that that video got posted. But, um, you know, that's that's him. And obviously you can see he has a good time with his teammates, and that's why we all love him. Yeah, we don't, we don't know the Eli flip cup, the beer drinking Eli. We don't know that, you know, that post-game oh, yeah. Eli after the press conference. I mean, he went to Ole Miss. I mean, he knows how to drink a beer. Yeah, they get it done in Old Miss. What are we talking about down here? Give them hell down in Miami, and thanks for doing this today, Lawrence Tynes. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you guys for having me. That's going to do it for this episode of Blue Rush. Thanks to Jake Brown for producing this show all season long. That was not easy. Listen to all episodes of Blue Rush by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. You can find more Giants news by signing up for our daily New York Post sports newsletter and by visiting NewYorkPost.com. See you Monday to preview the Super Bowl.